This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. Well, as the coronavirus pandemic continues to affect the world, many businesses, entertainers, and individuals are feeling the crumb caused by the outbreak of the events that have canceled. Today, we're going to be speaking with event planner and public relations giant Shannon McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Garner Group and photographer Jay Johnson. It's good to have Jay back on the show again. And of course, longtime friend of the show and our good friend, comedian Rita Brim. We'll talk with them a little bit how this pandemic has affected their businesses and careers. I tell you, anybody's got to get up in front of a bunch of people who's had their life totally rocked. So we'll we'll get their advice and their wisdom. And also, too, um, we'll welcome them a little bit. We've got a lot to talk about today with the show. And, of course, Michelle's here with me as well. And, and Michelle, you knew that the storm's okay last night, I trust. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. A lot of action in Mississippi and in the South all Very over. Scary. It was uh, a little scary. I didn't. I live in Byron, so it wasn't that bad. Uh, just a lot of wind, uh, wind in my area. Yeah. How about your area? I know you guys had a lot of wind as well. And uh, a little hail. We had, a little, we had hard rain, a little lightning, uh, some wind, but we were very blessed. And just to consider what went on around us, eleven Mississippians, as the last time I checked, have lost their lives and damage. Uh, you know, from Yazoo City, that area, and then down, of course, what happened in southeast Mississippi today. And Last night, I was just kind of sitting there trying to, I mean, it was Easter, you know, I mean, come on, seriously. And, and um, you know, you, it was so stressful during the day. And I, I was watching David Hartman and, of course, from WAPT, the longtime chief meteorologist there. And, and he was like totally, some of the things that he was seeing, he said he never saw again. And I just sat down last night and put some of my thoughts to paper. And I thought I'd share that. And just because I think it kind of, sums up where a lot of us are today and so many many years ago a friend of mine named joe white who worked with me at the clan ledger and i were walking out of the employee entrance and i'm really not sure we were headed but i think it was to the thai house for lunch and it was a spring day and the air was syrupy and hot a stiff wind blew from the south and it was pushing the clouds by rapidly joe looked up and said if you can smell new orleans it means you'll have a tornado well, you could smell New Orleans that day, and we did, in fact, have a tornado that evening. Joe was spot on. Uh, yesterday morning, you could smell New Orleans. The Storm Prediction Center in the National Weather Service had predicted a uh, severe outbreak for days. Models showed all the factors coming together, warm and humid air blowing in off the Gulf, low-level shear, twisting winds aloft, and incoming low pressure in front. It was like the atmosphere was gasoline and Mother Nature was sitting there flicking matches. The first round of storms came across the river a little after noon, and they'd already spun up long-track tornadoes that had caused damage in Monroe, Louisiana. One of the first tornadoes of the day hit Yazoo City, and I really don't know what's up with Yazoo City and tornadoes. I think it must be the witch um, that causes them to keep getting hit by so many storms. But anyway, storms erupted rapidly, rattling the Metro Jackson area with wind, lightning, and small hail, but no dangerous long-track tornadoes. Had we dodged a bullet? Was it going to be another Eastern miracle? No. Later that afternoon, like I'd mentioned before, I was watching WAPT's chief meteorologist, David Hartman, and he was pointing out a particularly sinister-looking hook echo just east of Macomb. The former uh, forming tornado tapped into a volatile atmosphere and quickly grew into a monster. 
And then a second tornado formed behind it, just behind it. And, and it traveled along the similar path, just a little bit to the north, both through debris over 20,000 feet up into air as they raked across southeast Mississippi. And in the wake, trees and lives are now broken. And as I write this, 11 are dead. The first tornado, possibly an ES-5 monster, hit Soso, Mississippi, in Jones County. And when it was about a mile wide at that point, it was a huge wedge. At one point, Hartman tweeted out, on air, but one of the worst tornado signatures I've seen in 35 years, CONCERNED, in all caps. The photos of the damage today, it looks like bombs went off. I mean, just absolutely horrific. And it's hard to survive tornadoes like that unless you're underground. And I've always thought it was particularly cruel that few homes in the bullseye of the Dixie Alley have basements. This afternoon, before the wind stopped blowing, or yesterday afternoon, when the, before the wind stopped blowing, the first responders, neighbors, and volunteers were helping out the victims. We do that in Mississippi. I call it chainsaws and casseroles. People will cut you out of the rubble and feed you. All this fear and death happened on a day when you celebrate victory over fear and death. And the irony is not lost on me. It also happens in the middle of a pandemic. It's not like we didn't have enough to fear. I walked outside last night and could no longer smell New Orleans. The cool air had filtered in, replacing the gooey syrup from earlier in the day. I looked to the south, and I thought of everyone whose life was upended today and yesterday. And just said a silent prayer. As we go to bed tonight, we need to realize this truth. There but for the grace of God go we. And um, I I tell you, um, I've been thinking about the folks today and, and all across you know, Covington County and Lawrence, I mean, just all across the area that got hit. And, and you know, my heart's really out to them. But I just want to give a quick shout out to the, the meteorologists, both at the National Weather Service in Jackson and all the television meteorologists across the whole state. They just did a fantastic job yesterday. Michelle, I know you've done on-air um, tornado warnings before. And I was on the air in 2011 in that April outbreak, the one that hit Smithville and hit you know, Philadelphia, and then, of course, tore Alabama up. And that was that had to be one of the most stressful days of my life. And I, David Hartman sent me a message later, and I don't think David's mind me telling, telling this, but he um, he said I was getting choked up because I knew how bad it was. And, and I knew how – because it was the worst tornado signature I'd seen, you know, and, and all these years of being in Jackson. And, you know, you're just – knowing that people are getting hurt or worse while this is happening. And it's so stressful. So um, my heart goes out to everybody. It's just very, very tough to watch that yesterday. And and you kind of feel guilty a little bit. I talked to one person who was about a mile from the tornado damage in Jones County, and they just said, I have survivor's guilt. And I, you know, I, I completely get that. So, and it's just one more thing. And now on top of that, I mean, you had people that couldn't get into shelters because they were worried because of the COVID. So it's like everything is kind of thrown up in the air. So anyway, glad. Thank you for listening today. If you if you were affected by this, you know, let us know how you can help, you know, drop us an email at marshall at mpbonline.org. Um, that's what we're here for. And we have a really good show today. A lot of things to talk about. Um, so Michelle, what's on your mind? Oh, well, we have a great guest. I love how um, each week, and I want people to understand that what we're doing is trying to bring you real stories of how COVID-19 or how this pandemic is affecting Mississippians. Uh, we're bringing you musicians right. that are changing the way they have to um, do their gigs. We're bringing you comedians that have to change the way they actually bring you comedy, how they do their gigs. We're bringing you photographers. We're bringing you everyday people that actually get up every day and their jobs have been changed uh, due to this uh, coronavirus, not just us, but everybody 
on the face of the earth. So what I will kind of not love about this, but what I do love is that we are all in this together. I mean, the entire world feeling the same thing at the same time. That, again, like I say this every week, that has never happened. And so it unites us as human beings in a way that we haven't been united before. And I know some of the well, musicians are were talking about doing a remake of We Are the World, but I would love to see that and not call it We Are the World, but call it something else. Make it now, something for now. But that would be great if the musicians can get together and create a We Are the World type song for this pandemic right now. That would be wonderful. But as you know, my job at Mississippi Today is editor-at-large, and I can't get it large. So it, for me, getting out and talking to people, and it's amazing even now because I've had probably 15 speeches canceled. And, you know, that, that we're going to go over the next two or three months. So, I mean, a lot of the things I was supposed to be doing, I'm not. So I'm having to adapt. And that's what I love about our guests. And what we'll hear that today is about how they're doing things that are different and how they're growing. And I think that you have two choices during this. You can either get in the fetal position or you can get on Facebook and complain or or spread conspiracy theories, or you can get out there and get busy and try finding ways to be able to give. And, you know, I've been able to do some cool stuff on a personal front, just been able to do some of the coloring sheets we're doing with Mississippi Today, taking kids around the state, and being able to do every Friday at noon, I do like a live one-hour drawing lesson where I talk to folks and they talk back using Facebook Live and, and just using technology and the Vicksburg Chamber contacted me last week, and I'm going to be doing a Zoom speech with all their membership. And so, you know, there are ways of being able to figure out their ways around this. And, of course, a lot of our guests are going to be coming on talking today. I'm really excited about our guests today. I think all three of them um, are just pros at what they do, and they're really coming up with some great ideas. And speaking of pros, that's what it seems like tragedy and and. and you know they say that when things get like this that's when your true character comes to play <laughs> how you're real what you know you're really that, this, describe before michelle is, 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 is it we're all like oranges people are like oranges you can tell what's inside them when they're squeezed uh, seriously this is <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah. the most creative people are creating their best work right now i'm all over the world all over the country i'm on instagram and, and facebook like we've seen together and uh we're seeing people come writing books poetry music birth out of this will be a lot of great things and I, again um, that's just how we are as humans <laughs> we create and when you're a creator when you're um, talented and you have a talent it sometimes like you said when you're squeezed when you're um, at your you know when things are looking the most grim that's when the best work comes out so I'm looking forward to after COVID-19 and, and all of the great things we're going to see that came out of people during this time. Well, so. I think the best strategy for all of us right now is for us to just give, give, give until it hurts. You know, finding ways to be able to give out and positive things out in the community. And you see that going on across all of Mississippi, whether it's Shelby Ricketts, who owns a Texas company, and, you know, you just see making face where old Miss alumni is making face shields for, for hospitals. I mean, you're seeing these kind of stories every day and figuring out ways. Okay. We're all hurting right now. This, this virus doesn't care what color. Well, it, you know, it does seem to care on certain situations, whether you've got, you know, underlying conditions or so forth. But at the end of the day, it's a virus. It, it just wants in our lungs. 
And so we got to do what we got to do to help each other. And, and our guests today are definitely three prime examples of that. All right. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break. Of course, if you want to be part of the show, we'd love to hear from you. It's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-74. Coming up next will be our first guest, Shannon McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Garner Group. And um, we'll talk a little bit about how her life and her business has changed. She's a very inspiring guest. Stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I am from Mississippi today. Our first guest works in marketing, event planning, and advertising and public relations. And as you can imagine, well, her world has been turned upside down due to this pandemic. So let's welcome to the show now, Shannon McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Garner Group, LLC. Shannon, always great to talk to you. I'm a big fan, but um, sorry under these circumstances. I wish we were in the room together, but I'm glad you're on. How are you doing? I'm good, Marshall. Thank you so much for having me. I know I would love to be there with you, too, but as you were saying earlier, technology is great. At least we can talk to each other, and we have that going for us. Exactly. Although I don't know about you, I've got to um, – I think the first place I'm going to go when this whole thing's over with is a barber. Yeah. Because I'm, I like, know. getting some major uh, major 80s hair right now. You know, I mean, <laughs> I may even have a mullet before this thing's over with. It's, it's, it's very traumatic. I understand. I'm actually my 10-year-old. I told her I was going to cut her hair last week, and it didn't make it on the list. And I told her it's happening this week. But I've laughed at my friends that are pulling out the shears on their kids, and everybody's ending up – the boys are all ending up with buzz cuts. Yeah, my, my wife, I threatened that, and she said, um, I will really social distance from you if you do that, because apparently I look like a Klingon without hair, so I need to make sure I don't do that. But, you know, I your business, it, good grief, it's like every, every aspect of what you do for a living has been impacted on this thing, and it's literally, and it's on a personal level, too. Gosh, I mean, you've got two kids at home, too, right? That is correct. Yes, I have an eight and ten year old. So they are doing distance learning for second and fourth grade while all of this is going on, and it has been very interesting. Yeah, how do you do that? I mean, do you have structure for them? Do you have structure for you? Because I mean, we've got three boys, but they're I mean, my old, my youngest is in seventh grade, so for the most part, they're pretty self sufficient on their homework. But for you, I mean, how do you? Of course, you you're kind of used to this drill anyway. But I mean, how do you get through the day? getting them what they need to do and you doing what you need to do. I will tell you, it took a little while to get into a groove. Uh, you know, I am fortunate with what I do. Sometimes I'm in the office. Sometimes I work from home. However, I normally don't have my yeah. girls with schoolwork. And so the fourth grader, she's pretty. She's self-sufficient. The second grader, it's, it's a bit harder. And I will say this week will be week four. And I'm, I'm hoping this is the week we really get into our groove. It's been, it's been a balance, uh, especially with the second grader, because she's on my computer some, and then I'm trying to work. So I'm trying to balance 
when she needs to be on it, when she can do paperwork so I can be on it working. And so it's, um, it's a juggle. But I have found when we are having the pretty weather that we usually start the day off with a walk. And so that really kind of helps, you know, take everything in, the sunshine, the beautiful flowers, and then come back to the house and sit down and try to focus. Yeah, I think the one person who's really done well in our household is our dog. Cause she's getting lots of walks and she's like a celebrity now because everybody's just so glad to see her. So, and, but you're right. That structure makes all the difference in the world to getting through the day. It does. It does because, so, you know, it's a lot for all of us to deal with. So I think we're all processing constantly. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and you've, you've had quite a bit of to process. Tell everybody what you do. Cause I mean, it's like I said, there's, there's kind of a, you really are in a multifaceted, business and and every seems like every facet of your business has been changed it has marshall it's um and it you know it really started about six weeks ago when this was on the horizon we had actually two uh big events and so we do a lot of event planning and our clients tend to be nonprofits and trade organizations and so they're usually the ones that don't have in-house staff so we fill that role for them and we had two of our biggest events Mm -hmm. were actually in april So we started watching it, one being a conference, and about six weeks out, started receiving some notifications, uh, restriction travel for some speakers, and thought, you know, let's just see how this plays out. They were, you know, spread out all over the country, so they were starting to be impacted before we were. And it just constantly changed day by day. It was one of those things where, you know, we were going to watch it over our spring break and kind of see what happens, and that's when everything peaked and of course we had the first case in Mississippi and and things really started to change um you know so with that we've been busy trying to work with clients and figure out what they want to do what they need to do what is best for them as an organization because it's all different and at the same time you're only working on the information you have at the moment because this thing is changing so rapidly so trying to make decisions like for this one it was thinking, you know, well, let's move it to the fall. So we were able to move it yeah. to the fall. And then at, last week they decided, you know what, that's just not going to work. We're going to have to cancel completely. It interferes with our wow. next April event, which is already scheduled. You know, those events that are scheduled years out. And there was just, you know, certain speakers couldn't come. It was falling near another a conference that is similar to theirs. And so, they're they're adapting and trying to look at maybe doing just a one-day program that's actually in Jackson. And then the other one, we're still trucking along, trying to get it to the fall. We don't have a date set. But then, you know, we had an event that's in August, and we thought, well, we'll be fine with that one and had a call with their board. And they said, you know, we have to cancel it. We, our industry, they're they were being hit very hard. And some of the smaller businesses, they said, you know, we don't know if we're going to be around, which just, you know, it breaks your heart. It's wow. such a scary oh. time. So yeah. you can't expect people to come to a conference if if they're not in business or if the organization's laying off people, how are they going to sponsor? And so that one, I think that one took us a little off guard. Just, you know, you kind of in your mind think, well, by the time August rolls around, we're all going to be okay. We're going to be through this. And the reality is we really don't know, you know, it's, you don't know the long-term right. impact and how long this is going to last. I know. Cause you almost, you almost are, you know, on an individual level, you're taking this day by day, but like you said, you look out into the future. And I remember I was speaking down in for the university of Alabama down at point clear. And I got back the next week and we had an event with Mississippi today in Meridian 
And I mean, we literally were biting our nails. We didn't know whether to cancel. This is like March 15th or something like that when everything started happening. And it, now in hindsight, it was just such a no brainer to cancel it. But I mean, up until that point, it was so difficult. And now whenever I get a note from somebody saying, we're sorry, we're having to cancel it. I mean, I just, I mean, I feel sad because I mean, I like to go to groups and speak, but I'm thinking there's got to be all kinds of, I understand the decision process behind it and the pain and, and now to know that the businesses that are supporting it are all falling apart. I mean, and you know, one of the things that you, one of the events that you plan is something that's very, very important in this community and is very important for a cause is the Susan G. Komen race. Uh, that was scheduled for what April 25th. I, I trust you're not going to have it because, yeah. But so, yeah, that's, but that's a big fundraiser for them. It is. That is actually the largest fundraiser for the affiliate. In fact, the fundraiser with that with Race for the Cure since 1999 has provided 3.6 million dollars in direct grants to local health providers. That I mean, that's a lot yeah. of money, and it raises a lot every year. Last year, they were um, for 2019 were able. To, to donate $100,000 in grants. And so the ma- this is the main fundraising component for it, as well as a great awareness tool. And so it was scheduled for Saturday, April 25th at the Old Capitol Museum. So the decision at this point, weeks ago, we were, you know, because you can't, you can't plan and move forward, especially those are very high-risk people that attend. And right. so right. looking to move to the fall, but that's still, you know, trying to get that date set and is that going to work and, and so that is something that that is difficult when you think about how that money impacts Mississippians because the, the great thing about it is the money raised stays here. Seventy five percent of the funds net proceeds stay in Mississippi in the service area, and then twenty five percent goes to research, breast cancer research. So it's really important. But one thing that the, the affiliate and the organization Susan G. Cummins are doing is. Registration is open. It's been open, obviously, because we were planning to have the event in a right. couple of weeks. So we're driving people to still, you know, participate, register. You can register for $20 as a participant, and, you know, that'll go towards when the race takes place. And another registration avenue that they have and that has been popular is Sleep In for the Cure. And so that is, yeah. you can go and register and you're participating, but you don't even have to get out of bed. You can sleep in that day. You don't have to be in town. And so that's when I think it's really good to to push right now because, you know, I understand some people may not want to register if they don't know what's happening with the event. But this way, sleeping for the cure, it's not changing what you do. You still are registering. You're still part of race and you're still supporting the organization but you don't have to worry about the date change or coming out. You, you, you know, you can just go on, go along with your own plans. Yeah. And, and the, the bottom line is, you know, the, these causes that need the money and, and believe me as a cancer survivor and as a, a son of a breast cancer survivor, I know how important that the research is and the money, but it's a way for you to be able to, to give and to continue this going a little bit. Let, let me ask you, I mean, there's some other events obviously that you've got out there, but you as a business person, and I mean, I was joking the other day. It's like if I, if they did a drinking game with all the commercials that's saying during these uncertain times, I think we'd all be passed out. It's, but as a marketer and as, as so forth, it is so difficult right now getting the right tone out there to because to, to 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 get your product out there, but not look like you're trying to take advantage of the situation. I mean, how how is that? How do you help businesses be able to to not only survive this but to survive with the right tone 
That is, I mean, the messaging is so, so important. And that's what we've worked with all of our clients, you know, and how to direct it, what to say in that tone, because you want to, you know, that especially for some of them where maybe there's educational credits that are involved, some people it's going to be a touchy situation because they're banking on that event to take place. However, I will say with that, most of the national organizations are working with people on educational credits, understanding these times and that events are having to be canceled. You know, with other ones, it's um, it's more of a, you know, we're making this decision on behalf of our our family, essentially, of that, that organization, and that the safety and importance is important. And then driving people for the ones that are being canceled, going ahead and putting out information about 2021 and hoping to get that on their calendars for support and just emphasizing how important it is right now for everyone to just stay safe, be healthy, make good decisions, and social distance. So I think that's another thing that all of our clients, the messaging we're trying to encourage is to also do our part to slow this thing down. As we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts? It's hard to to describe what's going on right now because it seems like every day it seems to change. It does. It does. I will say one of the things I just personally have reflected on is the fact that it's been really – the, the bright side of all this, I think, is just to slow down a little bit. I personally am constantly running, you know, have my own business, do volunteer work, two kids. You know, you're just always on the go. And it has been kind of nice to just take a step back and sit down and, you know, sit in your backyard and enjoy things, take multiple walks a day. Like you said, I know my dog is thinking the same thing. Wow, I hardly ever get a walk, and I'm getting two a day. This is fabulous. So I think, you know, it's it's just important. It's a scary time. It's a scary time for all of us. And I think the unexpected is what is, you know, that's really scary for us, especially, I will say, my personality as a planner. You know, I like to have everything laid out. But at the same time, I think we just kind of have to embrace where we are and, and take this opportunity just just kind of get back, enjoy that time with your family, take that quiet time. I mean, when are we never not on all the time? So I think that's really important. And one thing, Marshall, I forgot to do a plug for the website for anyone that's interested in registering for Race for the Cure, Metro Jackson sure. Race for the Cure. That website is org, and they can go on there and find Metro Jackson Race for the Cure and register. Shannon, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us today, and, and good luck and stay healthy. Thank you, Marshall. Have a great day. All right. You too. It's time for another quick break, and when we get back, we're going to be welcoming to the show local photographer Jay Johnson. Phone lines are open. We'd love to hear how you're doing. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is Malcolm White with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. 
on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is MPB Think Radio, and you're listening to Now You're Talking. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, and today we're discussing COVID-19 and how it's affected many businesses and events in Mississippi. Hey, to be part of the show, we'd love to give, love to hear from you. It's your show, too. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. All right, well, coming up next is a friend of the show, all-around good guy, photographer, very talented um, he's been a photographer in Jackson for a long time, and he just decided to capture the empty downtown of Jackson streets during the shelter-in-place order. So, hey, let's welcome to the show, Jay Johnson. Jay, it's good to talk to you, my friend. How are you doing? You healthy? Good morning. Uh, trying to stay healthy and stay in and stay sheltered. Yes, I am. Appreciate you. How, you, how have you been? Yes, you are. I've been doing okay. You know, a little bit of a, little bit of a, a sickness early on, but all nice and healthy and strong and enjoying some family time and, you know, just trying to draw as much as I can. And I know, you know, thank goodness you've got the camera, right? You can get out there and kind of burn off some energy. Well, I, I, uh, I can still do that. And, uh, and I was, you know, I'm still employed downtown. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to still be with the uh, city of Jackson and I've uh, been there for 33 yeah. years. So, um, you know, in and out. Yeah. I'm trying to think the last time you were on the show, gosh, it's almost been three years now. So what all have you been up to since then? Well, still uh, employed with the City of Jackson Police Department in the uh, Identification Unit, and um, yeah. and of course, uh, in freelance photographer. So I did quite a bit of work around Jackson, and I uh, got a chance to travel to Kenya, uh, Nairobi, Kenya, last year to uh, wow. with a uh, family member of mine. So I got a chance to do that for a week. So that was quite exciting, and uh, and so I'm still still uh, coming down out of cloud nine from from that experience. Isn't it amazing though? I mean, here you were, cause I mean, we had traveled too. We went over to England and Scotland and it's mm-hmm. like suddenly this giant world that seems so, now we're like, our world is our house. Yes. <laughs> it's almost, it, it's like somebody slammed on the brakes and we went to the windshield. <laughs> You're correct. I, uh, you know, I see quite a few people teasing each other on, on Facebook. They say, well, I'm going to, uh, get dressed and walk to the front of the house and uh, then I'll change clothes and go out for the evening and walk out back to the, uh, to the patio and just, uh, uh, just, just look out back. <laughs> and, and it has actually given us a chance to look around the house and say, okay, I need to uh, take care of this. I need to clean this up. I need to move this around. And uh, it, uh, it has, um, it, it has given, this has given us a wake up call saying, you know, slow down and, uh, and just appreciate what's, uh, what's around you. Amen. Amen on that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, somebody said to me, it's like, this is like living in a submarine. Every time I move, I make a mess. I have to clean it up. And, just, you know, it's like <laughs> it drives you crazy a little bit on that. But you're getting to go downtown. And, and you know, and I work, I work down this guy's guess at the Clarion Ledger for 24 years. And, oh, yeah. you know, downtown is such a neat place. I mean, we were a couple blocks apart. or We're actually mm-hmm. across the street from each other right there for a while. Right, but, it, right. you know, and it's never, like, super busy. But now it's it's got to be like a ghost town, and some of the photographs that you've taken are absolutely haunting. Well, I, I appreciate it. I um, you know, we're we're still you know, you know, at the police department. Of course, we we're twenty four seven, so we don't shut down completely. Um, so some of us are still you know having to uh, to go in, and um, so as I was leaving Monday, 
I I just noticed the 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 um, quietness and the stillness of uh, of everything downtown, and I had never seen it yeah. uh, that way, and hope to you know not see it again. And uh, and and actually, I just I, I had my camera with me, but I didn't you know it was in the back of my vehicle, and I actually started taking a few photographs with my cell phone, and uh, uh, so that's where most of the images came from, my cell phone. And I would get out the car and, wow. and walk over, and uh, and take a few shots of, of of just you know no traffic uh, in the street, no one walking. You know, probably saw one person, you know, riding a bike, and that was that was it. And uh, I, there was a water hydrant there, and the water was was flowing out, and uh, and you could actually hear the water uh, flowing out, and uh, and uh, just just appreciate just the quietness of it. And so that's what that's yep. that's what you know drew me to that. And uh, I had a friend of mine that called me later on. She said, "Well, she said I know what you said on the interview." She said, "But in reality, I know you were bored as heck." I said, "Girl, you know I was I was uh, you know I was out of my wits really, uh, not having shot anything. I had several events about about three weeks ago, but once." Um, we yeah. we've been into this shutdown then then that's it that's it yeah i was going to ask you because i mean your your photography business is literally on on hold right now isn't it well yes it has um you know i i cover uh events like weddings and graduation uh ceremony yeah. graduation um you know banquets and that sort of thing so all of that has been uh pretty much uh pretty much canceled um, there won't be any, you know, I do a lot of work at Tougaloo. So of course we won't have a Tougaloo graduation. Uh, we were going to have a two, two rivers gala. Uh, none of that will be taking place this year. So of course, um, those are things that I'm used to having within my, um, my budget, but, uh, not this year, uh, weddings and reunions right. and that sort of thing. So it, uh, it, uh, it, it leaves a little void in there. So you have to, have to manage manage what you do have coming in and uh, and and work it that way. But you found like I said, you know, you taking those pictures though, you caught a piece of history just with your cell phone. Are there any other parts of town you plan on doing like sequels to this cuz I mean, I thought the pictures were incredibly haunted and wonderful. Well, actually yesterday, uh, you know, Easter Sunday, I actually got out yesterday morning and um and just got shots of empty parking lots at churches. Uh, and I hadn't done anything. Oh wow! But uh, just to see all of the churches, uh, there were there were one or two that didn't comply with the with the with the governor's and and mayor's <laughs> order. But I won't say who they are. But uh, but but the majority <laughs> of all the churches that I drove by uh, for a Easter Sunday, it was just um, eerie because you know no no one was going in, no cars in the parking lot, and. Uh, yeah, it was just a it was just a, a funny feeling, and uh, so you know I got a chance to do that <laughs> yesterday. So I'm actually going through those now to see what I want to do with them. Yeah. Well, how can I mean? Is there a place where people can see? You know, I mean, I know WAPT had some of the images up on their website, but mm-hmm. is there a place where you can be able to uh, where folks can can look at your images? Well, I, I do have a Facebook page, and that's under J. Deville Johnson, and. Um, the mm-hmm. images from the, uh, you know, from downtown are on there, and then I'll also be placing the images that I took yesterday on there as well. And uh, what I might get a chance to do is send them to uh, Miss Pickens, which 
got you know which did the interview for the uh, for the Jackson um, downtown Jackson photos, and perhaps you'll she'll uh, she won't mind showing the the ones that I did yesterday as well. How long have you been a photographer now? I know you, we touched on this the last time you were on the air, but how long have you been a photographer, and when did, when did you decide to become a photographer? Well, I actually, uh, Marsha, my father was, was a photographer here in Jackson and started a business in 1968, and he and another partner of his, Gene Mosley, had a place down on Lynch Street right across from what used to be called WOKJ, where we had a studio called Dynamic Studios. And so they opened up a studio in 1968. So I've always been been in it, um, but didn't really uh, feel an interest for it until I, I started school at Jackson State and realized that having a camera on campus had its um, advantages. And so I actually got into it uh, a, a little more deep uh, doing doing that period. So uh, um, and ever since then, I've, I've uh, you know it's it's been a passion for me. You do you do beautiful work. You really do. I Thank mean you. that's a, that's the tough thing about a radio interview is I can't be showing pictures of, of your work while we're talking. But um, you've always done great work and. It's so, I mean, you always do a great job capturing people, and that's the irony of this whole thing is that we can't be around people, you know, mm-hmm. because of you don't want to spread the disease, and so, but you you managed to pivot and adjust, and you just create some wonderfully uh, um, incredible images. Let me tell you, yeah. well, you touched on a little bit talking about how it's just a good time to slow down and kind of focus on things that are right around us because it seems like our whole world is always worrying about what's next and what's going on on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. But what else do you take from this? I mean, what are some other things that personally you think at the end of this that you're going to be well, make, it's going to make you a different person? It actually has has um, given me a an outlook as far as and, and I've always tried to appreciate you know the things around me, those you know people around me, especially family. Um, sad thing about it, you know, I have a, a brother and sister in law that lives right around the corner, but we don't we don't visit each other. You know, we'll talk on the phone and that sort of thing. So it um, it has, uh, like I said, it, it has, has slowed you down quite a bit. Um, I'm doing a, a lot more cooking uh, these days. I like to grill, so I've actually uh, been out on the grill. And my granddaughter, Zaya, she comes out and uh, and helps me, uh, you know, grill a little bit. So I've, I've been doing quite a bit of that. And you actually get a chance to uh, see who your neighbors are and so we'll 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 speak and uh and talk to each other over the fence and that sort of thing we're keeping our distance but uh you see more people walking <laughs> down the street and you wave and say hey and say, oh okay i didn't realize that you know they stayed down the street because you know we're always uh rushing here and there and don't get a chance to to see who our neighbors are and those those persons that actually live around the corner from us that's true that's true it, it really does help you uh, take care of business, just write it right in hand. Jay, always good to talk to you. Thank you for joining us. Always. Um, we did touch on your Facebook page. Is there any other place? And just go ahead and repeat that again and other ways that people can see your work. My uh, Facebook page is uh, J.D. Johnson, J-A-Y, initial D, Johnson. And uh, that's that's basically it. Uh, you know, I share, you know, quite a few photos on that, um, on, on that outlet. Mm-hmm. And that's basically basically it. And uh, and like I said, hopefully I'll I'll be able to send some to uh, Miss Erin Pickens at uh, Channel uh, Channel 16, and she'll perhaps show them uh, in the next six. That'd be great, Jay. Thank you so much for joining us. And you stay healthy. Thank you. 
Always good to talk to you. All right, well, it's time for our final break, and when we return, we'll change we'll change our tune a little bit with singer, songwriter, comedian, and drummer, and friend of the show, Rita Brent. If you'd like to ask Rita a question or have a comment for her, the number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Hey, stay tuned. Don't want to miss what's coming up next. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Mark Ramsey, Mississippi Today, and you were listening just then to the incredibly talented and wonderful friend of the show, comedian Rita Brent. Uh, we all need a laugh right now, and I think uh, our <laughs> next guest is the person to do it. Rita, how are you, my friend? Good morning. All is well. All is well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I actually got you up early. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I'm clearly still in the bed. That's why I sound like Barry White. So <laughs> maybe. No, no, I understand, man. I, I, God, you know, I hadn't seen you in forever, and your voice is deepened. And New York will do that to you. It makes you <laughs> makes you kind of tough and mean. And uh, but you're not there. You're here, right? You're home. Yes, today marks one month exactly since we've been back in Mississippi. We left to get ahead of the crisis, uh, the COVID-19 crisis, and I'm glad we did leave. I had a couple gigs here. I think you made a good call. Yeah. Yeah, and so we've been home, and I'm staying in my mother's house like I used to do back in the day, so that has been nostalgic. (laughs) Yeah, nice uh, post in the picture, by the way, on your Facebook of your high school. Uh, Good-looking braces you had there. Yeah, those braces made off my mom. Reminds me of my $4,000 braces and I need to smile and shout out to Murrah High School, the best school in JPS. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> You're cracking me up here. Hey, um, you've got it. You're cold right now, right? Because the whole time we worked together on the show, you were freezing. Just to let everybody know that, that you were always freezing. You always had like four or five space heaters going in the control room and it was always 900 degrees in your room. And it would be eighty outside. You'd be eighty outside. And you'd be freezing to death. So you're cold today, right? Yes, literally the the space heater is right at my bedside, and uh, my legs started burning yeah. yesterday. They kind of got discolored, so I, I figured I'd take it off. But yes, I'm still cold. My hands are freezing right now. <laughs> That's never going to change. Yes. So my- I swear, every time I see pictures of snow up in New York, I think, yeah, Rita's pretty much freezing right now. So, um, But, you know, you've made such a good call coming home. I'm glad you did, and you're not trapped up there in your apartment. That would have that driven you nuts. 
Have you enjoyed New York? I mean, you, you really, things were really starting to pop. Things were really moving for you. Um, but you've, you've, everything's going pretty well, right? Except for, you know, the world ending and all that. Yes. Ever, ever since I moved to New York, I've pretty much been working every night. So I'm really building my chops as a comedian. I'm getting to do a lot of acting yeah. auditions. and Maybe a role will come through. But I understand why people say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. It's extremely competitive. But I can literally see and feel the growth because you are always working. So I, I am enjoying it, and I hope I'll be able to pick up where I left off when when all this is over. But they're gonna have to. There's gonna be some recovery and a lot of things that need to be done before there could be a sense of normalcy again. And I live in Brooklyn, so things aren't as bad in Brooklyn as they are in New York City. But still, the whole state and the neighboring states have been impacted. So the recovery is gonna take a while. You know, I mean, and I've I've watched you pretty closely, and I mean, I've always been an admirer of how you said early on, okay, this is my plan, and you stuck to the plan, and every step along the way, you didn't like leap, you you just took steps, and you and you made it toward where you are right now. Now we're in this weird zone where you know everything that we used to do doesn't work anymore. But I've been watching you really closely because you've been cr- still creating content, you've still been making people laugh, you still provide commentary like you do. It's almost like you, you figured out that the more you can give out there, the more likely that when this whole thing's over, people are going to really know who you are. Talk about that a little bit, and let's talk about Quarantine Shovel, which, by the way, was fantastic. Yeah, I had a choice. Either I could panic or I could use my resources and the gifts within me to continue producing content, even though it's a new adjustment not being able to be on stage. I have been kind of anxious, but I said, okay, I am the gift. It, just because I'm not on stage doesn't mean I can't still share my gifts. So that's why I decided to do uh, write the quarantine shuffle song. I have a great team that I work with. Uh, Cedric Smith <laughs> always yeah. provides me these wonderful tracks. I asked yeah. him to send me a song, and uh, I wrote quarantine shuffle in the car. I said, what is something relevant and timely that it can entertain people but also serve as a as an awareness song because I'm telling people to cover your mouths and wash your hands so and I'm telling you to quarantine so stay at home while you do this dance you can do it from your porch and uh, music streams is one way that I'm making money right now so uh, you just have to be creative I had a choice I had a panic or just know you do what I know I could do which is still create and, and put content out there so consistency is key I didn't want to just fall off the map just because I wasn't performing on stage. Uh, the the need for content is still important. Yeah, because everybody's trapped right now. I mean, I'm doing coloring sheets, for instance, and it's like those are some of the most popular things I've ever done just because people need things to do. Let me share with you some very wise words I received from a friend when I was, like, really not feeling well and was really worried. I'm going to share this real quick. You will survive this. You are a conqueror. It's time to use your mind to overpower the matter All this suffering is temporary, mentally and physically. It's realistic and understandable to be discouraged, but acknowledge it and let it pass. You still have work to do. That was something you sent me. And (laughs) that had to be, I read read that every morning when I get up and and I'd say, okay, I'm a little bit freaked out today. And I read that. When did you become so wise? Lord, that's fantastic. I, I feel like I've been an old soul my whole life. Like I've always listened to old music. And I think being a musician helped me with that because I was playing James Brown and Earth, Wind and Fire when I was 17, 18 years old. So it's amazing how the music you listen to can shape your thoughts. So I, I would say music helped me become wise. <laughs>
Well, and you got a smart mom too. So yes, that doesn't hurt. Absolutely, she's very wise. How's she do? How's she doing? She she doing okay? And I, I, I know she got her in the video. Yes, mom is doing well. I made her take a break from writing her dissertation paper to get in the video, and it was the best decision she made <laughs> and that I made because everybody is so excited to see my mom come out of the front door on the porch and actually do the quarantine shuffle. So I'm glad that I was able to convince her to take a break. She's in the the difficult stage of the dissertation process where she's trying to get her chapters approved. So she has been quarantined in her room on her computer um, writing her dissertation. So, but she's of course excited for me to be home, but she's doing well, you know, challenging because she's um, having to focus and write and watch reality TV, and I'm telling her you got to turn the TV off so you can focus because whatever they're talking about is consciously <laughs> in your spirit. But she will not turn the TV on. I, I can't get her to turn it off even to sleep. So she is uh, she is being challenged, but I know that she's going to finish strong, and all of this will be worth it on the other side. What other projects are you working on? I hear that you've got a podcast in the works. Yes. So right now I'm just trying to spread quarantine shuffle as much as possible because my music streams are really helping with the <laughs> The irony of that. Yes. Can You Rock Me Like a Pothole was a song I did before the quarantine yeah. shuffle. It is still streaming and doing well on Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes. And I just started a new show with my partner, Frida. We started the Rita and Frida show, which is a talk show about love, life, and wellness. So we've done three episodes so far. We just moved to Patreon. So we have about 15 patrons who have subscribed to monthly content for us. So that has been really exciting because it's a mixture of funny, we inform, we entertain. Um, so, yeah, those are the things I have going on right now, music and the Rita and Frida show. Well, I, I know your mom doesn't live too far from me. I hope that I can see you at a safe, socially acceptable distance soon and wave at you. Um, where can folks find out more about you? I mean, obviously, you're everywhere, but what's the best yeah, way? Yeah, we do live close together. I promise I saw your son walking one day, but I didn't want to be weird and let the window down and like, hey, are you Marshall's son? And if it, it were not him, then that would have been super They know you. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be yeah, weird. they know you. you know? Roll it up on somebody, let the window down slowly. That's a little creepy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, send me your address, man. I, I'll stand at the mailbox and you can be on the porch and we can chat. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Well, once again, your website? My website is RitaBrent.com. You can subscribe to my YouTube, Rita Brent Comedy, and follow me on Facebook, Rita Brent Comedy. Download and stream all my music, and I would love to have the support. But thank you so much for having me on, Marshall. Always good talking to you. You stay healthy. And we've come to the end of another great show. I want to thank our guest, Shannon McLaughlin, photographer Jay Johnson, and, of course, comedian Rita Brand for joining us today. If you'd like to hear the show again or past episodes, download our MPB Media app and listen to our podcast. Now You're Talking is a production of MPB Think Radio. It's produced by Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy, Healthy and Fit with Dr. Josie Bidwell. And remember, we will get through this together. Have a great week. Stay healthy. Quarantine show. Quarantine show.